The New Zealand Today podcast was made with the support of New Zealand On Air. Cheers, guys. Welcome to another thrilling episode of the best podcast in the world. We call it the New Zealand Today podcast. Um, Karen, do you want to intro it or describe the podcast or anything like that? The podcast is talking shit. No, it's not. <laughs> it's all the big stories from around New Zealand. Everything yes, you need yes. to know to keep you updated and informed in this modern hellscape that we live in. I'm volunteer journalist Guy Williams. And I'm volunteer talker Karen Hill. <laughs> It's been good fun so far, eh? It has. It's been lovely. We've heard some yarns. Karen, your life should be turned into a movie. I think so. We've heard about the time you smuggled drugs in your mouth into a prison <laughs> multiple times and then in a cast. Yeah. Because you got your arm broken because you told a fucking bouncer yeah. to get fucked or something like that. Yeah, yeah. And uh, then the police come along. I said, I'll let my arm go. It's broken. Now, come on, Karen. I'm going to arrest you. And I thought, God, wingers. And then this guy was on the other side of the road, and their police car was on that side, and next thing he smashed their window. Ha, <laughs> ha, thank you. They ran off after him, and I scuttled home. And then they came later and knocked on the door, and I was in the bath. And I thought, you idiots, I'm not getting up, opening no fucking door. <laughs> <laughs> I like the appeal you call idiots. So the police are idiots because they've come to your house, and they're idiots because you're not going to get out of the bath. they think that I'm going to answer. Yeah. So no. if you don't answer, can they not arrest you? Is that the is that well, the how are they gonna get life in? hack for police work? <laughs> They're gonna they smash in your door because it's the fucking police. Yeah, but they didn't know whether I was there or not. Mm. Mm. Sneaky. Yeah. Knocking away, oh, fucking spastics. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> I'm not getting time that. for mansplaining with guy. Early in the podcast, anyway, I knew it was thank coming. thank God to the guy who broke the window on the police car. We don't, we don't say the word spastics anymore. Oh, I know. That's really bad of me, isn't it? Yeah, it's, yeah. Awesome. it's fine. I'll oh, go on you for yeah. content. It's kind of an interesting thing, I because um, I used to always say the R word, retarded, and mm, I was told I not to say it, and I was like, I've got to stop. You don't know that. I, you never heard no, me say No, no. What happened was the guy next door, he had a little mental at me because he had my bin and I was trying to explain to him I want my bin back he goes I've had this bin since I moved here and I said no it's my bin I, I had a piece of plastic on and I said did you put that on he goes no I said I did so it's my bin why do you care about a fucking bin I said because I clean my bins so I don't want somebody else's fucking dirty bin do you get it nah and immediately said are oh, you mental retard it really hurt him because the Oh, you called him that? Yeah. And then... And, <laughs> I thought he called you that, okay. And then he went over to the sisters and went, Jingum, I'm in a retard. Yeah. I said, because he fucking is. He wouldn't let me finish my fucking story. I said, when the bins were empty, no. I was going to swap Karen, them back. Karen, this is the segment we call Guy's Time with Guy. What do we call it? Mansplaining no. with Guy. Guy splaining. Um, yeah. Where I tell you off, basically, for saying inappropriate things. You can tell me off too. But I mean, last episode, I can't remember what I mansplained to you about. Oh, criticizing women about their appearance. And today, we're going to talk about saying the word um, 
retard and spastic and stuff like yeah. that because we're not supposed to say them because no, it's, it's derogatory really to some people and I don't understand why people get so upset about it they're like oh what can I not even say the word retard there's plenty of good insults mm. out there mm. can I call someone a fuck knuckle call yeah. someone a fuck face call them fuck a shithead dipshit I, I my good one I like a fucking wanker I call a Wally Walter a Wally Walter it's a really good one because it's clean as well so you're yeah. not getting in trouble yeah. with that you can say on TV it's because Nari say you couldn't swear Oh, so that's where you got Wally Walter from. Yeah, and, and if I want to call you a cunt, I call you country. <laughs> I don't think that's much of a change. A country. So they go, that guy's Isn't a country. country. They haven't got a clue. Oh, wow, you're really pulling the wool over their eyes. <laughs> can't The police can't get you when you're in the tub in the dark. <laughs> Fucking what are you going to do with a broken idiot, arm? Idiot police. And anyway... Eye. Thanks, thanks, the bouncer at the Totalize, because I smuggled in drugs in my cast. And you can't arrest me for it because you never fucking caught me, and it was last century. Yeah, but what's really interesting about um, these words is that, like, they're the words for. Um, I've forgotten the comedian now, is there's a really good bit about it, but, like, they're the words that, like, severely, you know, intellectually challenged or Disabled. whatever. And that's, yeah. and, like, yeah, spastic has been used in the past yeah, and stuff like that. And, 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 re- and we've appropriated them as derogatory words. We've taken, mm. and so that's why it's such an awful thing to use. And people go, "Oh, I don't even mean that," but you kind of do. Like you know, like that's kind. You know, when why would used- you say it otherwise? Yeah, I forgot the name of the comedian now. His name is Benny Hill. No, it's not Benny Hill. <laughs> when I was in Arahata in jail. Doug Stanhope, sorry, you're going to tell me a way better story than this. I was going to finish. Um, Doug Stanhope's bit is just like he 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 jokes that. Whatever word that they say is a new word for being challenged is the word he's going to use, which is awful. But that is kind of what we've done over society. Like we now call people like, you know, like as an insult, you call them mentally challenged or something like that. But my point is, let's try and use words that aren't being derogatory to another group of innocent bystanders who don't deserve your shit at all. That was the end of guy splaining. And now Karen's going to blow me away with a story about when she was in Arihata in jail. Anyway, we're sitting there. In the, in the um, main room watching the television and Benny Hill was on, I said, that's my father. <laughs> this girl says, what? I said, he's my father, Benny Hill. She said, is he? I said, yeah, I won't be staying here long. He'll be coming to get me out of here. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Just for people who don't know, Benny Hill's a very famous comedian yeah, back yeah. in the day in Britain. He's like um, uh, a bit like uh, Michael McIntyre is now kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. So anyway... I forgot all about it. About a week later, she goes, when's your father coming? I said, what? She said, when's your father coming to get you? I went, oh, my fucking godfathers, did you believe me? <laughs> Karen, that was one of the worst stories you've ever told. Oh, my God, that is so funny, though. <laughs> she believed me. I was just fucking joshing around. <laughs> Karen, you're the, you don't understand. I'm the weak link here. You're what's called, the, you're the heavy lifter. What are you drinking? Beer. <laughs> Fucking who cares, eh? Who gives a fuck? But like, what's what? You're you're the street. Good tides, seltzer, beer. It's bloody nice. It's the best beer on the planet. Okay, every comedy act. Mango and passion fruit. I don't think it's beer. It's seltzer. That's different to beer, isn't it? It says on here. I don't know anything about alcohol. I don't drink. Beer-based seltzer. A refreshingly light, 
Low sugar brewed seltzer. He's shaking his head and saying it's not a beer. It's seltzer a beer? A refreshingly light, low sugar brewed <laughs> seltzer blended with a hint of natural mango and passion fruit flavours. With this can in your hand, you've just played a part in supporting New Zealand marine habitats. No, you haven't. Thanks for that. See www.goodtides.co.nz for more. That really interests me. I, I have to look into it, but that sounds very suspicious. Anytime a company now... Flavoured beer brewed in New Zealand from local and imported ingredients by Ashai Beverages New Zealand Limited. Oh, Asahi. Papakura, yeah, Auckland. Oh, so it's a, oh, I thought, when I saw that product, I thought, oh, this is like a local dude in his garage. That's a huge, one of the biggest alcohol companies in the world made that. And they're claiming they're helping the oceans. I'll believe it when I see it. Really but have you seen how the warehouse advertises how they're um, ecologically friendly and stuff like that? You know? No. The, the the warehouse is doing like a lot of greenwashing campaigns. It's like the warehouse is way worse for the environment than any sort of half-assed charity work they're doing to help it. Yeah, Asahi. So this is like a huge Japanese be- beverage conglomerate who makes this. It's bloody delicious. It's bloody, I, I just thought we were just like supporting some like little guy who's just given it his best go, but instead we're supporting the man. Well, I like to believe what I'm reading. Yeah. That I'm supporting the sea the habitat. Dolphins. Yeah. Every time you every time you drink one of these, a dolphin gets stronger. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get into the podcast. New Zealand news, stuff that's happening around New Zealand, important things and stuff like that. Um, here's a headline. Failed carjacking ends frightening start to mourning for Nelson Midwife. Um, a man who told a mid- midwife he has a gun and would shoot her while st- trying to steal her car was shrugged off and ordered to leave. <laughs> That's quite funny. He goes, Oi, give me your car. She's like, Why? And he's like, Because I've got a gun. And she's like, No, you don't. <laughs> you couldn't think like that really nowadays, the way things are getting done. People getting shot and killed. Well, this, woman, was, in, this woman in Nelson did. When I was growing up, doesn't say her name. She was a midwife. There was a murder in New Zealand. It'd be on the front page of the newspaper for at least six months. Now you're lucky to find it on page three, four, or five. Hmm. It's amazing that you have a newspaper. Like, where are you getting access? I didn't even know they made those anymore. Evening, I said when I was growing up. Yeah, but I know. But no, but then you said now they have it on three, four, and five. Yes, because. I'm just being an asshole. I'm sorry. All right. Um, just before the podcast, you told me that um, you told me what the most nutritious food was, and I thought that was weird. No, when my daughter was at college, yeah, she got set this. What task. college? Tell us. Upper Hutt College. Shout out. Yeah, because I went to Upper Hutt College. My brothers all went to Upper Hutt College. My daughter went to Upper Hutt College. Good school. Yeah, I didn't listen to them though. No. Anyway, you got I did my own form thing. You punched someone, right? I punched this girl. Yeah. We'll tell she, that. We'll have that as part of story time with Karen. Me, she called me a mole. I oh, fucking give you mole. <laughs> well, that, that, that we come she's up, up on the second floor. Tease, and tease it. No, tease this. Tease it. Okay. So later yeah. up in the show, we're going to find out why. Mole next time. Don't listen. Don't remember about the mole thing. We'll, you'll hear about that soon. Oh, yep. I've forgotten what I was saying now. You're talking about um, your um, daughter got taught at Upper Hutt College. Oh, yes. Yeah. So anyway, she goes, oh, we've got an assignment. Uh, what's the most nutritious takeaway food you can buy? So she went, when you Chinese, I said, oh, yeah, it's got to be. All those vegetables and everything. 
And she came back the next day and she goes, it was McDonald's. I said, what? She said, it's McDonald's. It has the right amount of protein and all this, and it's the most nutritious takeaway food that you can buy. Oh, it's fucking blown away. That's, I don't think that's a true fact. I don't know much about Upper College, but it was the teacher that was teaching that day about the healthiness of foods. Were they very, like, pale skin? Pale skin, teacher? <laughs> pale skin? Did they have, like, curly hair? Like, pale skin, curly I hair? I don't know. Big red curly hair? M- Mr. McDonald, I think it was called. Ronald McDonald? Was that Jolene's <laughs> teacher? Hey, kids! Let me tell you about the most nutritious food you can buy. It's not Chinese food. It's McDonald's. I swore black and blue it would have to be Chinese. Out of all the healthiest food. What about, like, yeah, sushi? That, that was... Who had well, sushi? This poke was, bowls. It was 30 years ago. Yeah. So oh, so the only options were Chinese or McDonald's 30 years no, ago? No, it was you come back with what you think is the best nutritional takeaway meal you can get. And what were the options? And, and oh, McDonald's was number one. I don't think there was any options. You had to just choose, say, and why you thought. Wow. Chinese is a big group of food. Like, if you just have dumplings, then maybe it's not much better, but like... You could have so many But types apparently of you've got the right amount of protein, the right amount of this, and blah, blah, blah for from a McDonald's. It sounds like the textbook that the teacher was reading from was a McDonald's-based book. I don't know. That sounds know. ludicrous. Where'd you get that glass from that you're drinking that out of? That looks like you stole that from the Stokes Valley bar. Yeah, no, you don't. Didn't have, you don't get these in the bars anymore. That's why you bought your pub to you with that weird glass. Well, I went into the Stokes Valley bar <laughs> when I moved into Stokes Valley, and I said... How much is a stubby? And they went six dollars. And I went, hmm. Six twelves are seventy-two. And I can go to the supermarket and get it for like twenty-two. You are the weakest link. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> and left. Well done. That's uh that's some good economics right there. You know, I seen an advert, they advertise they're bringing the weakest link back in Australia. She's a comedian. And she goes, you are the weakest link. Goodbye. I'd be way better than her. She is boring. Okay. I thought, wouldn't it be great if I could go on TV again? You are the weakest link. Goodbye. You should host it. Yeah, that's what I going. mean. I'd love to be Anne Robinson. But like, I feel like um, I feel like it'd be better if you did it and like you had your own catchphrase. Which would be like, you are the weakest link, get fucked. (laughs) Give us that, give us one of those. You are the weakest link, get fucked. Oh, did you see how they used, how Guy had me put football helmet on and go, fuck off, fuck off with the ball under my arm. Fuck off, fuck off, fuck off. It's a meme. Someone, Someone put it on, I think it was Facebook. Yeah, every social, it's everywhere. It's very, yeah. very viral. And they went, this is New Zealand's answer to the Delta virus. <laughs> it's funny. It's time now for um, story time with Karen. Karen, this is the story that we promised everyone. It was a story of you, unfortunately, getting suspended from school. Mm. Suspended from school. Had a fight with this girl. She she was on the second floor and she puts her head out the window. She's in my brother's class. Mm. And she went, Nettie Hill, sister. She called me a mole. And I went, you come down here and say it. She said, you come up here. I said, right. 
So I went flying up the stairs. Can I just say that mole is one of the most mild insults I've ever heard? Yeah, but this was 19... Barely an insult. Have you even seen a mole? Like, what's wrong with a mole? Oh, because it's a woman off the streets. Oh! Not M-O-L-E mole, M-O-L-L mole. Like a gangster's mole. Like a woman of the streets. I, I have no idea what that is. What is a mole? I'm worried I'm worried to ask, but I was here. Well, that that's what it's meant. But by. like what does a gangster's mole mean? His 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 girl, his butt. Oh, like a like a um Like it, he has the wife and then he has the mole on the side. Oh, it's, is it like a, is it it's, it's a professional sex worker or what no, the gangster's mole would be like the, a mistress. The bid, yeah, yeah. The mistress. The mistress. Why, like, yeah. So it's just a woman that sleeps with a gangster as a top yeah, of the yeah. mole. Yeah, yeah, and like, and it also got referred to as a woman of the streets. So back in the nineteen like twenties, that was a that was a big that. insult, was it? But anyway, I was insulted by being called a mole. So I was insulting much. you by saying this was the nineteen twenties, but you mm. didn't pick up on it. I insult you so much, and you just don't hear it. That's a good way to live your life, eh? <laughs> Just fuck it, who cares? Or ignore it. Yeah. Yeah, continue. <laughs> but anyway, I went up there and she just said, come out here, you fucking bitch. And she says, you come in here. <laughs> so I went into the classroom and then these boys stood in the way and my brother came and pulled them apart. And said, she fucking said it, let them deal with it. And I went fucking, I punched her in the fucking head. And then... The fucking prefix coming. It's get not me. funny. That's an assault, but it's just funny. The way you the, deliver it as well is so good. The prefix come and get me from the classroom, <laughs> and I'm over there at the headmistress office, and then they come with her. And she said, "What was it? What? What did you hit her for?" I said, "Cause she called me a mole." She goes, "I did not." I said, "Oh, at least be fucking honest. Unbelievable. I admit I hit you. Why can't you admit what you said?" Mm. And then they. Gave me a detention, which I wouldn't do. And then they tried to get me at lunchtime, and I wouldn't do that. Wait, 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 so they go, hey, you're getting detention. You're, so, you're saying, no, I'm not yeah, going. I just didn't go to detention. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Yeah. This is quite a good like life message we're getting from the podcast. <laughs> if the police come to your house, if they try and give you a detention, <laughs> if they try and um, be nice to you when you've run away from home, and what was it? You they they gave you a, a bed and breakfast. For you they to clean put us up, in a bed and breakfast, and you just left <laughs> at six o'clock in the morning. If you get in trouble, just leave because you've been out all night as well. They were so the police were so nice to you that night, and you were nothing but trouble to them. I know they were good, eh? Yeah, and you- yeah, it was good. What about the police picked us up, and we we said to them we weren't Karen Hill, we weren't my friends, my friend Elizabeth. And whose surname? And we went, no. And we lived in Henry Street and number blah, blah. And then they put us in the police car and they drive us there. And they're not home. We've got to go around the back. And we walked around the back of this house and we sat in the veggie garden. And then when we knew the blessing gone, oh, they had washing on the lights and we got some clothes. Okay. <laughs> And took them and were hitchhiked up to Napier. Wait, wait. So the police, my mother said, you had them and you let them go again. <laughs> Unbelievable. They're only 14. How did they outwit the police? That is amazing. What, can I, we were talking about you getting suspended from school and previously we've talked about you running away to Nelson. That little tidbit there, what crime spree did that 
tie into? Like, the, why were the police looking for you? Because we'd run away from home. And but we're you only ran away 14. to Nelson. Yes, and then we hitchhiked you, out of Nelson, back to Nelson, out of Nelson, and went to Picton <laughs> and went over on the ferry, and then the police got us in Upper Hutt, and then we convinced them we weren't who we were. How did you get on the ferry? We asked people, could you, we're stuck and we need to go home, and would you be able to buy us a ticket? Oh, yeah. Wow. So you <laughs> ran away to Nelson and then you ran back to home and the police found you back there and then you managed to escape up to Hastings or something. Yeah, Napier. Napier. Yeah. How long was this whole, like, how long were you on the lamb for? About two and a half months. Two and a half months at 14. So was it not a big, was your mum terrified or were they just yeah, like, but Karen, she goes, that's it's Karen. She's mad dog. She's a rebel without a cause. She goes, oh, my God, I had three boys and one girl and I'd rather bring up boys. One of her was enough. <laughs> okay. Um, so just let's finish the story about the um, uh, you punched a girl at school and got kicked out. So you wouldn't go to – they tried to get you suspension. They wouldn't do it. Detention's tried to enough. Tried to get, make you turn up to things you wouldn't. And they just came and said, we're going to ask you to leave. Oh. Permanently. And I always carried Mufti around in my bag. So I went up to Hut Railway Station, changed in the toilets, went down, walked to the match factory, went and got a job, and uh, went home. And then mum's about half an hour, goes, have you got anything to tell me? And I went, no. <laughs> she said, well, where are you going tomorrow? And I said... What do you mean, where am I going tomorrow? Where are you going to go tomorrow morning? I said, to school. She said, no, you're not, because they've expelled you. I said, oh, no, I'm going to Brian and May's. I've got a job. I hope you know that once you go to work, there's no coming back. My brother wanted to send me to Titer College because I was supposed to be the brainiest in the family. And mum said, no, let her stand on her own two feet and work it out herself. And do you regret? Having to leave school at 14? Yeah, very much so. I thought I was pretty intelligent and I wasted... And your, and your mum was, was kind of right as well. Like, mm. once you start working and paying bills There's and stuff, no you know, your back. childhood's over kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, I feel. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So um, so just, just to finish, um, last week we did an ad, but I thought um, this week we'll do a movie review. And I noticed you've got um, a range of movies over there on the wall. Um, time for Karen's review of one of my favourite films. Um, one of my favourite... Oh, right. What were you going to say? I was going to say Braveheart. It's time to review Hotel from Dogs with yeah. Karen. Hello, my name's Karen, and welcome to the movie review of Karen. And Guy has picked Hotel for Dogs, and I love that movie, and I love it so much because it's a really awesome movie, and you can watch it with the kids no matter what age they are. Right, so they take over an old abandoned hotel and they set it up and they save dogs that are going to get picked up by the dog ranger because they, they started with one little dog and they took it home and they're staying with the mean auntie and uncle and they had to hide the dog and then they found this old hotel and that's what they did. And it's an awesome movie to watch with the kids. So they hide the dogs in a hotel. 
Yes. So that's not a hotel they, for dogs, it, is it? it? Yes. It's false, false advertising. It is because they like stay place, in the hotel. But that's a but hotel they, where they're hiding dogs. But they do it all up and the dogs know how to get their food and do all this and yeah, that. Yeah, but that's, uh, what I'm saying is and the dog hotel ra- for dogs And the dog ranger goes out. There is a hotel funded by Hilton to or something like that that where the dogs can stay and they pay with their little doggy money. And that I would give four stars. <laughs> Um, that was lovely. Um, thanks for viewing that. And uh, thanks, everyone, for listening to the podcast. And remember, we've got some advice for you. What's our advice for tonight, Karen? The perfect way to start the day is get your cup of tea and everything, set yourself up and with your cup of tea, have a blaze and watch Judge Judy. Better living, everybody. Um, thanks for listening to the New Zealand Today podcast. Please tell your friends if you enjoy the podcast. My name is Guy Williams, and I'm joined by the one and only Karen Hill. Yes. Sorry, I didn't give you much opportunity there to like <laughs> yeah. take it home, eh? Yeah. Do you want to say any final thing? Believe in yourself. Yeah, believe in yourself. Judge Judy, smoke a blaze. Yeah. I don't blaze even know anything about drugs. Smoke Judy. a blaze. <laughs> Thank you very much, and goodbye. That's if you can find any, because... Pea's easier to find the marijuana in this country. So you're saying wake up and smoke some pea? No, I'm saying get off pea and bloody let's get some legal marijuana shops going, Jacinda. Hoodah. Bye. Thanks for tuning in. If you enjoyed listening to Karen and myself, please support the show by telling your friends and spreading the good word on social media. And subscribe to the New Zealand Today podcast on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever good podcasts are found. Also, where bad podcasts are found. The New Zealand Today podcast is a production of Freddie Boy Podcasts. That's a real thing, not just something we made up five minutes ago. It was edited by Luke the Phantom Menace Earl and was made with the help of the legends at New Zealand On Air. It's like a Dane Rumble video. <laughs> <laughs>